Hey everyone, welcome back to the Monclova Baptist Church podcast. We're thankful that you joined us today. Hey, if you would do us a favor at the end of this episode, make sure that you follow us on our social, Instagram and Facebook, and subscribe to our YouTube channel and hit that bell button so that you get notified every time that we post new content. If you also want to stay connected with us beyond Sunday morning, make sure that you download the MRBC app on the Google Play Store or the App Store. Now let's dive in. I know we've added a lot here this morning, and so I'm not going to lie to you and tell you I'm going to be brief in my preaching. I am. I'm, I'm going to be a, on time. My wife has said to me the last several weeks, what is on time anymore? She um, reminds me each week that the nursery workers are in there with our children and that I need to be kind to them. It's difficult trying to get through an entire chapter each week, so I, I thank you for your patience, and I hope that this series has been helpful to you. Um, I want you to pray for a few folks, if you would, please. Um, Denise Baker is having surgery. Uh, she's had surgery, and she's going to have another surgery on December 12th, so if you just pray for Denise Baker. Also, Heather Baker, no relation, but Heather Baker had shoulder surgery, and uh, she needs our prayers as well. So if you pray for her. And uh, also, uh, I've been asked to remind you, um, if you are going to the Young at Heart Christmas party, that's 55 and older, that's next Saturday. If you're going to that, we need you to sign up for that so we can be prepared for you. So please do that. Uh, you can call the church office or fill out a Connect card, drop it in your offering bucket. And uh, we want to make sure that you are signed up so that you can... Uh, 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 be there next Saturday. Also, we want to introduce you to the Stantons. Do we have that slide here? We want to um, uh, welcome the Stantons, uh, David and uh, Diana Stanton, to our church. They'd like to unite with their church. They've both been saved and baptized, and they used to live in the Toledo area, moved down south, and they're moving back uh, to the Toledo area, and uh, they've been in attending our church for a period of time, and they'd like to become a member. So all those in favor of this family becoming members, would you signify with an amen? Great. Praise the Lord. Well, we welcome them to our uh, church here, our church family. If you are interested in joining our church, we uh, would love to talk with you about that. If you're interested in baptism, we'd love to talk to you about that. And uh, you can uh, see myself or uh, one of our staff members, and we can get you connected uh, to, uh, to discuss that, and uh, we want to make sure that we, we take care of that. I'm excited about next week, and uh, we uh, m most of our classes, now you'll find out from your teacher today, uh, or last week maybe, but uh, most of our classes, adult classes, do not have class next week. There are some that do, uh, but many of them don't. Some will be serving, and uh, also uh, we want to make sure that we are making room uh, for uh, our guests that will be coming as well. A parking lot, obviously it's a large parking lot, but it's difficult to put uh, everyone on our parking lot. Uh, last week I heard there was trouble people finding uh, spots in between services, and so I know that's difficult, and I apologize uh, for that. You can help us by giving a million dollars, and we can build a new parking lot over here. Um, so if it bothers you that much, we'll take your million dollars and we'll build it. Um, or you just have patience with us, and uh, patience is cheaper. Um, 
But next week, we're expecting a lot of guests, and I hope that you are inviting your guest. And uh, we've got prizes that we're giving out, and there's prizes in the children's ministry as well, and they're going to do a, uh, a lot of fun things there as well. Um, so it's going to be a great day, and um, we'll have extra chairs. I know you look around and think, where are we going to bring our guest? Uh, we'll have extra chairs in here. And then also, uh, if you normally come to the first service and maybe your guest um, uh, wants to come to the later service, bring them to the second service. And I would encourage you afterwards, take your guests to lunch, do something with them. Uh, we want them to hear the gospel. And so we were prepared uh, for them to hear the gospel next week. Everything is going to be uh, Christ-honoring, gospel-centered. Uh, the message, the songs, everything, um, we want them to be saved. And uh, we want them to come and hear the clear plan of salvation next week. And so you'll be inviting your guest. All right, Revelation chapter number 13. Revelation chapter number 13, as we continue our, our study in this book, as I said, uh, I hope that you are enjoying uh, the study of this book. Why do we study the book of Revelation? The Bible says in chapter number one is because those that read it, understand it, and obey it, there's a special blessing. And I hope that you're receiving a special blessing of the Lord. I want you, I want our church to receive everything the Lord has for you. Not so that you have, but that if God has a blessing that he wants you to have, don't you want to have it? I want to be blessed of God. And, and blessing doesn't mean, well, I went to the mailbox and I had an extra check in my... Blessing isn't just financial. It's not just us getting something. Blessing is whatever God has for us. It could be, it could be uh, mercy that he gives us. It could be grace that he gives us. I'm not sure what he does, but he said there's a special blessing to those that read this, that study it, and that are obedient to it. And so in our study, we want you to read it, we want you to understand it, and then we want to be obedient. And that what we've seen through every chapter is, is this, that, that God is a great God, that God is in control, that there's nothing that's going to surprise God. What we've seen in every chapter, though, is this, that judgment is going to come for those that have rejected Jesus Christ. And what we then as believers must understand is, is our responsibility to know the truth so that we can warn the world of the judgment that's going to come. I, I, I don't know. I, I'm sure there's people in this uh, room that have folks in their life that they don't like. It, it's part of life. But I, I hope that there's nobody that you've ever met that you would wish this type of harm upon them. It is our responsibility to share the grace of God, the mercy of God, the love of God, the gospel of Jesus Christ to a lost and dying world so the world can be redeemed. Because if they don't, judgment is coming. And so I hope that each week that you see this, that God is a great God, that God is in control, but you see that there is a need for us to be spiritually minded, to be biblicists, to take the truth of the gospel to a lost world. Revelation chapter 13, we are in uh, the area here in the book of Revelation where the church has been raptured out of this world. We have seen uh, the one Christ that is able to stand and, and open the seals to that book. We've studied the seals that have been opened, the trumpets that have been uh, sounded, and now we're, we're learning about this tribulation. Last week, we learned about the dragon, that, that dragon is Satan. Satan 
is his desire is to stop everything that God is doing. But we learn this, that although Satan's desire is to stop everything God's doing, Satan has no power over God. And that's a wonderful, wonderful lesson to learn. But we find this, that Satan is doing everything he can. He knows that his time is limited, and he's doing everything he can to cause havoc in this world. In chapter number 13, we're going to learn of the Antichrist today. There is one that's going to come, and he is going to be known as the Antichrist, and, and uh, that Antichrist just simply is what it says, an Antichrist, an anti-God, one that is going to stand, attempt to stand in place of God. And so we find in verse number one, the Bible says this, and I stood upon the sand of the sea. This is John speaking. John stands upon the sand of the sea and saw a beast rise up out of the sea having seven heads and ten horns, and upon his horns ten crowns, and upon his heads the name of blasphemy. And the beast which I saw was like unto a leopard, and his feet were as the feet of a bear, and his mouth as the mouth of a lion. And the dragon gave his power, gave him his power and his seat in great authority. Now, last week we learned of the dragon. We learned that dragon was this, that dragon is Satan. We learn this week of this beast as John sees this beast coming up out of the sea. This beast, the, the Antichrist or the beast that is seen here, we, we learn of different names. The beast, the Antichrist, the son of perdition, the, the little horn he's called in, in, the, in, the, in Revelation. We, we find this one called. He's got different names, but he is the Antichrist. He is going to be the one world leader that's going to rise that he is going to uh, 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 deceive the nations. He's going to cause the nations to worship him. And in verse number one, I want you to see something here, this. And this sea, when he says, I stood on the sand of the sea and I saw a beast rising up out of the sea, that sea, now when we think of that, we think of John standing on an ocean somewhere, right, on the sand of the ocean, looking out on the sea. And, 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 and here out of the sea, we find this beast, this ugly beast, monster coming out of the out of the waters. And that's not what John is saying here. The sea, the sea represents the nations. Now as John is standing there, he's standing there probably there representing the Mediterranean Sea and what he is seeing is coming from the nations of the world. He sees this leader that's going to come. This sea, so the sea represents the nations. Go with me if you would please just a couple pages Revelation chapter 17. Revelation chapter 17, verse number 15. Revelation 17, 15, and he said this, uh, and he saith unto me, the waters which thou sawest were the whore sitteth, the people and the multitudes and the nations and the tongues. We'll, we'll let the revelation uh, interpret revelation for us. And he says, the waters that you saw, the seas that you saw, it represents something. What does it represent? It represents the nations of the world. So out of the nations of the world and in uh, looking at the nations, John looking out from the uh, Israel, looking into the Mediterranean Sea, knowing that the world, the, uh, the Roman Empire and Spain, what we would know as Europe and in the, the tip of uh, Africa, the Horn of Africa there, or the top of Africa, the northern part of Africa, all the nations there that John would see was this, this man is coming from the nations of the world. The world is in turmoil. The sea, the, 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 uh, the attitude here that we see here is this, this turmoil. He's coming out of this, this sea in turmoil, and, and out of this turmoil rises this man. 
And so we understand this as this, this beast is rising up from the nations, this antichrist is rising up from the nations, the world is going to be in turmoil. There's going to be a need, there's going to be a reason why this antichrist is going to come and he is going to represent peace, he's going to represent answers, he's going to represent solutions to the world's problems. Now, I want you to understand something, church. We are not going to just be living our life and everything fine, raptured out of this world, and then once we're raptured out of this world, everything changes for the worse. What we're going to see is a gradual, a gradual uh, uh, moving toward turmoil. And we see this happening. It, it, as we're studying through the book of Revelation, and, and I'm, not, I'm on purpose not, not going into certain things through this series because I want us to see Christ. I want us to unveil Christ. So the reason of going through this um, is maybe a little bit different than a deep dive into every single word, every single verse in some of the meaning. Because then if we do that, we'd be here till Jesus comes uh, if we do that. Um, but but what what um, what I want us to understand is is we are we are going to see things unfold as we see a one world economy as we see globalism as we see one world government as we see cashless societies happening. I was uh, I took my daughter to to look at a college this last week and and I I went to a store uh, uh, to get a cup of coffee and. Um, something to drink for her. And I went up there and I opened my wallet and I took out money and the lady there said, oh, sir, we don't take cash. I said, you don't take cash? I said, what are you, the antichrist? What, what is wrong with you? No, I didn't really say that. But she said, we don't take cash. And I, and I thought this, what, what are we seeing happening? You know, 30 years ago, 50 years ago, as, as uh, uh, preachers were preaching and revelations being taught, it was, it was this weird concept, as they would say, we're going to have a one-world government, we're going to have a cashless society, we're gonna, everyone's going to have a mark, and, 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 and people couldn't comprehend that. The things that we're talking about now, it's, it's comprehensible. It's easy to see. So what am, I, what am I saying? I'm saying we are seeing a continual movement toward end times. And don't be alarmed. Don't be afraid. This is not for the Christian to read this and say, the world is falling apart. Listen to me. In some areas, we can't even resist it. Why? Because this is God's plan. Instead, we ought to say, come Lord Jesus. It's revealing that what God is saying, it is wonderful to read the book of Revelation and then read the front page of the newspaper and say, God is right. You're seeing it unfold. Listen to me, the Bible isn't right because the newspaper says so. The newspaper, what is being reported is saying it because the Bible is right. There's a big difference. And so this man that's coming out of the sea is going to come. He's going to come from the nations, and he's going to come because the world is in turmoil. The world is, is, is a, a, a disaster, and we see this even in our world today. You look at things like Russia today, world dominance. They're looking at uh, 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 just, just that, that wanting to, to be that world power once again. China, China boasts of, of being able to field a two-million-man army. 
I, I did some research this week, and I found this out today, because as we were preaching in, uh, several weeks ago, and I said there's going to be a 200-man army that's going to come, uh, 200 million, that's a lot of people. So I did some research this past week. And in the world today, if you took all of the world's armies today, all the nation's armies today, you have just under 300 million soldiers. It's already in place. It, it, it's setting the stage. China boasts of, if necessary, they themselves could have a 200 million soldier army. Europe. Europe is that with the European Union coming back, and we'll read of this and we'll study of this, the revised Roman Empire, all the European Union, all of one world or uh, uh, a common economy, a, uh, uh, open borders. You'll see this in ruling nations that are saying they're sovereign nations. They're not sovereign anymore. There's world leaders that are, that are now dictating what, what uh, are going to happen. And listen to me, even our own country, we aren't just doing what our citizens want us to do. They're, we have given ourselves over to places like the UN and, 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 and who, and we've seen this even through the pandemic. We saw that, that there are some outside uh, 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 organizations that are leading the world, dictating what can and can't be done. We see this even in the war with Israel right now. Israel's being warned that they have to follow the world rules, war, war rules of the world. So we find in Israel, uh, on the front page of the newspaper, turmoil. I'm saying to you, church, keep your eyes on what's happening in Israel. There's great turmoil. There's, 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 there's this cry for peace, supposedly a cry on both sides for peace. So you know what we're finding? That they cannot have peace. But there's going to become one that this beast, this antichrist, that's going to come and deceive the nations, and he's going to bring peace. This, this past week, even in North Korea, North Korea claims they've put a satellite in the sky, and they're preparing for war against South Korea and the United States. And they've seen uh, pictures. I'm sure you've seen this even this week. They've seen uh, satellite pictures of the White House, of our military bases in Guam and Hawaii and military bases there in South, uh, South Korea. Whether it's true or not, I don't know. But you know what we keep hearing? Wars and rumors of wars, just like the Bible says we'll hear. Terrorism. Terrorism is on the rise. What happened in Israel with Hamas? Hamas came and, and has killed, killed babies, killed women, killed innocent people, and are now holding hostages, innocent hostages. And what is the world doing? The world is taking the side of those that are holding the hostages. And, and, and to some might say this, it just seems like the world is just chaotic, is out of control. Yes, the world is in chaos. The world is out of control. And all of those things are going to be the mechanism that happens, that, that is going to occur, that the Antichrist is going to rise, and he's going to rise with answers to all the world's problems. Technology has brought mankind to the limits of its to the, to the limits of stress and anxiety. Technology, think about this. Technology, over the last hundred or so years, 
There, there were some that said this. The, the, when the computer was, was invented, they said, the, 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 uh, I, I think it was IBM that said this, they, they figured there would probably be a need for about five computers. Someone said this about computers. There's never, there's never going to be a need for people to have a computer in their home. The, 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 the telephone was something that people said it's not going to work. The technology isn't there. Technology has just raced. Think about the, the weapons of war that we have. Technology was supposed to improve mankind's life. And what has it done? I say this to you, parents, and please, please, parents, hear me with this, please. It's something I deal with so often with a, a, our academy and within our church. Parents will give their children technology, and your child can get to anything and everything this world has to offer just through their fingertips. You're foolish. You're foolish. To think that you can give your child that and Satan not use that to twist their minds. Technology. We see it happening around this world. And all it's doing, it's not bringing life to a better place. It's bringing more stress. It's divided more marriages. It's broken up more husbands and wives. It's caused, uh, uh, brought, brought things like pornography uh, to, the, to, the, to the forefront in so many people's lives. It, it has caused so many broken relationships. What has it done? Technology has not improved man's life. What has it done? It has caused so much stress in the world. This past week, I saw in Ohio, one of the townships or one of the communities here in our own state, their water system was hacked simply because they use a program that was made in Israel. And now this organization is saying anyone that even uses technology that was discovered or made and sold from Israel, they're going to hack Think about it, power grids and water supplies and electricity and, 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 and all of these things. Remember, remember just a couple years ago when it was hard to find things because, because it seemed like the economy came to a, a grinding halt because we couldn't get materials from, from different countries into our ports and from the ports into the stores. All of that can be stopped by someone sitting behind a computer screen. We see it. We're seeing it in our life today. The turmoil that's coming to this world. And the Bible says this, that through that turmoil, there's going to be a man. There's going to be this one, this antichrist that's going to rise. What is he going to do? This turmoil, he's going to have a solution for. But the solution he has is going to be a false solution. He's a liar. He is a deceiver. And I want us to see something here. Look with me, if you would, please, in um, uh, verse number uh Two, the Bible says this, and the beast which I saw was like unto a leopard, and his feet were as the feet of a bear, and his mouth as the mouth of a lion, and the dragon gave him his power and his seat in great authority. Now, the dragon, the dragon, or we already know from chapter 12, is Satan. Now, it's interesting, the same thing that's described, and, I, and, and just for sake of time, I want you to mark it in your Bible. Go back over to Revelation 12, 3. The same thing, the same thing that's described in, in uh, Revelation chapter 12 when we hear of the dragon uh, is, is, is the, described of this, of this beast. 
the dragon we know as Satan. The beast, the beast is described the same way. Why is this? Because the beast is an offspring of Satan. He's described like the dragon. He is that offspring. He is the one that his purpose is going to cause the world to worship the dragon or worship Satan. He's going to have all the power that Satan is going to give. This the Bible says this, 2 Thessalonians 2.9, the Bible says this, even him whose coming is after the working of Satan with all power and signs and lying wonders. The Bible tells us in 2 Thessalonians about this one, the Antichrist, or this beast. He is one that's coming with all wonders, all power and all signs, all lying wonders. And where does he get that from? Satan himself. The book of Daniel tells us of this four world empires, if you were to go back and put this in your notes, Daniel chapter 7, to understand Revelation is to understand Daniel and vice versa. And you would find that in Daniel chapter number 7, Daniel is speaking of these, of these world empires. There was a, a dream that, that uh, was, was had, and the interpretation of that dream was this, this, these world empires. If you remember back in uh, Daniel chapter number 7, there was this, this uh, statue, this, this image that was, was seen, and it was the Babylonian Empire, it was the Medo-Persian Empire, it was the Greek Empire, it was the Roman Empire. Those were the four major uh, empires of the world. And those were all told there back in the book of Daniel, before they even happened. And and, in in Daniel chapter 7, he tells us of the Babylonian Empire, and he says, he describes the Babylonian Empire like the lion. He describes the Medo-Persian Empire, and he describes it as a bear. He tells of the Greek Empire, and Daniel describes it as a leopard. You say, what's the, what's the point of that? I, I want you to go back to verse number 2 of Revelation chapter 13. This beast, this beast, this Antichrist that's going to rise, he's going to be the final, final world empire. He's going to be the final uh, one that is spoken of here in the book of Daniel. And I want you to see how uh, uh, John describes these. He says, and the beast which I saw like unto a leopard, the Greek empire, uh, and his feet were as the feet of a bear. That's the, that's the uh, Medo-Persian empire as the mouth of a lion. That is the Babylonian empire. The dragon gave him his power. What is, what is John saying? Everything, all the power, all the authority, all the dominance that those other world empires had, this beast is going to have, but he's going to have all of it. There were certain aspects of the Babylonian Empire that uh, had great power and, and great strength and great wealth, or versus the, the Greek Empire, they were one that was very swift and very fast, so it's described as a leopard. What he's saying is this, that, that, that Antichrist is going to possess all of those. He is, going to, he is going to come the final empire, the final uh, world empire, the Antichrist. He is going to come in with great authority. He's going to come in with great power. He's going to come in with great wealth. He's going to come in and, and he is going to rule this world like all of the other world empires did. The Antichrist. The Antichrist here is going to be, be like the, all the other world leaders, world rulers. And so we find this is the lineage. Also, verse number 12 tells us the lineage of the Antichrist. He is all of the past empires combined. His strength, his fierceness, his swiftness, his military might, all the past combined is going to be 
combined into this one, the Antichrist. The Bible tells us in verse number two that the Antichrist is going to have great authority, great power and a, a, a seat or a throne. And who's going to give him that? I want you to see this church. Satan himself is going to give this Antichrist all this power. Look with me again in verse number two, in the last part of it. And the dragon gave him his power, his seat or his throne in great authority. All of this was given by Satan. You Listen to me, please. As we see the world coming to a climax here, as we see all of these things unfolding, hear me today, it is evil, it is wicked, it is from the mind and the heart of Satan. What we see as the end times approach, it is satanic. That's why when we see certain things, you and I, as Bible-believing Christians, you think, I can't understand how somebody can think this way. I can't understand how somebody could do something this way. I can't understand. This just doesn't make sense. Hear me today. If it made sense, you'd be in trouble. It shouldn't make sense to the one that's being led by the Spirit of God. It shouldn't make sense to the one that has given their life to Lord Jesus Christ because what we're seeing is an unfolding, what we're seeing is an unveiling of wickedness and satanic authority that's taking place. And all of this is coming to a head. And when it finally comes, it is going to be the perfect time for the Antichrist who has all power and authority in a seat by Satan himself to rule this world. The Antichrist will receive what Satan has to offer. He's going to give his, himself over to Satan. Now, this morning I want us to, in the time that we have, I want you to see the appeal of this beast. I want you to see the appeal of the Antichrist or the appeal of the beast. The Bible says this, And I saw one of his heads as it were wounded to death, and his deadly wound was healed, and all the world wondered after the beast. The beast... Is, is going to, the beast is going to be wounded. The Bible isn't clear. It doesn't tell us exactly what's going to happen, but we find in this passage of scripture that some event's going to happen during the tribulation and that the beast, this, this antichrist, what's going to exalt him into power is this. He will be an up and coming star. He will be noticed, but what's gonna launch him into that, that antichrist status, that one world ruler status is this. Something is going to happen, whether it's a war that takes place or an assassination attempt that takes place. We're not sure exactly what's going to happen because the Bible doesn't tell us. It just simply tells us this, that that antichrist, that beast is going to be wounded and it's going to be believed that he has been killed but that he is going to recover or be healed of that wound. And when he is healed of that wound, what is going to happen? They are going to believe that this Antichrist came back from the dead. Hear, hear me say, that is a counterfeit resurrection. Even down to causing the world to believe that this man has the power over death, that is counterfeit. Hear me today, Satan does everything he can to counterfeit God. 
He's going to cause the world to believe that he has the power that only Jesus Christ has. And that's why the world is going to see it and is going to become a follower of this man because they're going to see this miracle in their mind. It's going to be a miracle. But I want you to understand something. This man does not die. This man is not resurrected. It is all a lie. Yes, he's going to be wounded. Yes, they're going to think he's dead. The lie, why? How do we know this? Because Satan is lying, and and all of this is going to happen through lying wonders, the Bible says in 2 Thessalonians. So everything that's going to be done is going to be deceitful. It's like this. We're going to throw you the facts, and then you're going to say, no, what you're going to see isn't really true. And that's what's going to happen here with the Antichrist. Right in front of their eyes, the truth is going to be seen, but then we're going to be told something different, or they're going to be told something different, and they're going to believe this lie. He will be appeared to have been killed, and he's going to come back from the dead. He's going to seduce the world. So the appeal of this beast is going to be this, this fact that he has power like no other man. Now, when he's called the beast, I want you to understand something. This is not his appearance but it's his character. He's not going to be this ugly beast. He's not speaking of the appearance of this man. He's speaking of the character. This will be one that can speak. This will be one that is is probably handsome. This is going to be one that has great appeal. This is going to be the one that somebody's going to say, we can trust him just simply by looking at a man like this. Look at his speech and look at his appearance and look what he has to offer. This man, we will buy into anything that he has to say. And then he'll be uh, hurt and wounded and come back seemingly from the dead. And they're going to say, this must be God, will follow him. And once the Antichrist has that type of appeal and that type of power, the world will follow him and the world is doomed. So I want you to see this is the appeal. Secondly, I want you to see the evil ambitions of the Antichrist. Look with me in verse number four. Verse number four of chapter 13, the Bible says this, and they worship the dragon which gave power unto the beast. The Antichrist wants people to worship Satan. And they worship the beast, saying, who is like unto the beast? Who is able to make war with him? What are they saying? Who could defeat this man? This man is all-powerful. This man is all-knowing. He has the answers to every problem. There's nobody greater than this man. What is the, what is the evil intention of the beast? It is this to cause the world to worship Satan. What has Satan wanted from the very beginning? What is What caused Satan? We, we learned this in previous chapters. What caused Satan to be cast out of heaven and take a third of the angels with him? What caused that? He wanted to be God. He wanted to be worshiped like God. Satan in his onslaught, what do you see? Listen to me, this should cause you as a Bible-believing Christian to understand what is happening in our world. What is happening in our world is demonic. What is happening in our world is satanic. For what reason? Satan wants the world. He wants God's creation that was created to worship God, to fellowship with God, to commune with God. He desires the world to worship him. He says, I want to be God. What you are seeing in our world today is a demonic 
attack, satanic desire for the world to worship Satan. That's why everything seems anti-Bible. That's why everything seems anti-God. That's why the world is saying in the indoctrination that we have seen now in the higher education of our, of our, our society, there is no God. That's why we'll murder babies because man was not made in the image of God. How could man be made in the image of God? There is no God. It's just a lump of cells. That's why murder is on the rise and rape. And, and, and this is why man just can, 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 can cut themselves and, 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 and just, just cause wicked things to happen to their bodies. Why? Because there is no God. That's Satan's desire. Why? Because Satan wants anything that belongs to God, he wants for himself. He wants the worship of mankind not to go to God. He wants the worship of mankind to go to himself. Listen to me. Hear me, please. Parents, we are not trying to raise good worldlians. We're trying to raise godly young people that resist this world. The heroes are not heroes of this world. The heroes ought to be men and women. They ought to be Sunday school teachers. They ought to be youth workers. It ought to be missionaries that have given themselves to God. That's who we want our children to model after. We don't want our children to look like the world and think like the world and act like the world and be like the world. I talked to a parent not long ago, and, 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 I, and I gave some warning. I said, this is happening. Be careful. And they, 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 their, their excuse was, well, we just want our kids to be experienced and find themselves. Listen to me. Your kid's going to find themselves in trouble. There's nothing this world has to offer that's valuable to the Christian teenager, the Christian young person. And listen to me, there's nothing this world has to offer that's valuable to a husband or a mother or a father or a, or a wife. There's nothing this world has to offer that's valuable to the Christian home. Nothing. Why? Because the devil wants worship for himself. It's anti-God. It's anti-God. You can't be consumed with the movies of this world and the Hollywood of this world. You can't be consumed with the culture of this world. You can't be consumed with the lodge of this, of this world and think you're going to worship God. All of those things worship Satan. It's a different subject. It's getting quiet in here. But Satan's going to receive what he wants. You know what that is? worship. Satan wants you, a human being that's being created in the image of God, he wants you to worship him. It's sinister. It's ungodly. And we're falling for it. He wants them to worship him through antichrist worship. This is why it's so offensive to pray in Jesus' name. This is why it's so offensive to say this. There's only one way to heaven. It's Jesus Christ. Listen to me. Satan doesn't care 
what religion says. I watched a news uh, clip not, not long ago, just during my study of all this, and there was, a, there was a, uh, 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 a priest that said, now we believe that the only way to heaven is Jesus, but that's just our belief. Others believe different things, and they'll get there as well. And I'm thinking to myself, what is wrong with you? Listen, we don't say it out of hatred. We don't say it. That'd be like saying a, a doctor saying, now listen to me. I believe that, you know, you have to take this medication for cancer. But if you, if, if you don't want to do that, you can, you can cure cancer any way you want as long as you believe. Well, listen, I've gone to a doctor with my kidney issue. I don't want a doctor that tells me, listen, you don't have to exercise. You don't have to eat properly. You can do whatever you want. And, and just wish for a new kidney and it'll be there. Listen, I wanted a doctor that pointed his finger at me and said, you better lose weight. You better eat right. You better start exercising. I said, doc, my wife's making me walk. He says, she needs to make you walk even more. I said, don't take her side, doc. I want a doctor that says, this is how you can be healed. I didn't walk out of there saying, I can't, I'm not going back to this guy. I went back and I said to my wife, I like him. He tells it like it is. Why? Because he wants me to be healed. He wants me to live. Listen to me, that's what the Christian ought to do. The same compassion, the same love. We're not hatred saying Jesus is the only way. We're trying to give the world that's dying hope. We're trying to give them answers. Next week when your friends come, we're going to be kind. We're going to be considerate. We're going to be uh, uh, polite. We're going to be friendly. We're going to treat them as best as we can. But we're going to tell them there's only one way to heaven, and his name is Jesus Christ. Anything else is antichrist. Anything else is false. But that's what Satan wants you to believe. Satan doesn't care what you believe as long as you don't believe the truth. God created man to worship himself, and Satan is going to desire all that worship for himself. Revelation 13, 5 and 6, the Bible says this, and there was given unto him a mouth speaking great things and blasphemies, and power was given unto him to continue 40 and two months. And he opened his mouth in blasphemy against God. This is what he's doing, to blaspheme his name in, the ta in his tabernacle, and them that dwell in heaven. The Bible tells us the evil ambitions of the Antichrist is going to be this, cause the world to worship Satan, cause the world to worship himself, and then he's going to blaspheme all that is pure and all that is holy. He's going to present himself as God in the temple. We already learned of that. He's going to sit in the temple, proclaim himself to be God, and he's going to blaspheme the one true God. Well, we're going to have to go another week. Not next week, though, because it's friend day. So we, I think we're now in March before we finish this series. My time's done. You just finished listening to a message from the preaching ministry at Monclova Road Baptist Church. If it was a help to you, make sure that you let somebody know about it. If you need help beyond this message, make sure that you follow us on Instagram or Facebook or check out our website, monclovabaptist.org. And we would love to connect with you there and help you with anything that you might need. Have a great week and we'll see you next time on the Monclova Baptist Church Podcast.